0: living a more healthy
1: life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. For many of us, the first step is not the meditation. The first step is not the positive affirmation. The first step is somatic experience. The body needs a felt sense of safety. So in these situations, the body has become the mind, right? You operate about 95% of the time on subconscious programming, and those programs are basically um, entrained in us to express a fear state. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Steena McKella from Beyond Labels. As you know, Joel and I released a special episode last week. It was a behind the scenes um, sneak peek at one of our topics that we discussed at the Two Days of Truth, which is our annual summit at Polyface Farm. The topic was rewiring your nervous system. Last week, I explained what it means to have a dysregulated nervous system, um, as well as how you can identify if you have a dysregulated nervous system. This topic resonated with everybody at the summit. So we are releasing a part two of that episode where this week, I'm going to walk you through some initial steps to teach you how to begin rewiring your nervous system. And again, if this information resonates with you, we will be releasing the entire lineup of speakers, including the cooking demonstration that Joel and I did together. Yes, Joel actually cooked on stage in front of people. And um, also we recorded this year, Joel giving a very special farm tour. So all of that will be made available online for everybody to purchase at um, on July 18th. All right. I hope you enjoy this episode.
0: Welcome everybody to another segment of Beyond Labels, the podcast with Dr. Sina McCullough, um, guru of nutrition and all sorts of research, and my co-author of the book, Beyond Labels, and myself, uh, Joel Salatin, the farmer of the pear. And uh, last week, if you'll recall, and if you didn't hear it, uh, go back and listen to it, because we talked about uh, rewiring and fight or flight and how uh, even in families, the legacy of uh, a, a lot of actually adult diseases have their roots in in even pre-birth and certainly infancy dysfunction within the family. And uh, this, this is a powerful topic because many of us certainly find ourselves in this kind of fight or flight um, uh, you know paralysis. You know in our in our culture, uh, if we're honest with ourselves, and so uh, last time we dealt with this with this whole, what does it look like? Uh, how do you know which you know parasympathetic or sympathetic uh, you're in, A- and that? And so today we're going to deal with how to actually rewire the nervous system to go back and unwind some of that, so that those those legacy dysfunctionalities don't have to follow us all the way through our life and create, you know, chronic diseases uh, later in life. So that's where that's where we've been. Uh,
1: and we have a live audience with us. We do. Uh, we
0: are we are recording today live at the at the two days of Truth Summit. Here at uh, Polyface Farm in the um, brand new um, palatial LLC, the Lunatic Learning Center uh, that we built this spring out of our own uh, lumber and um, and uh, expertise, so uh, it's a it's a cool structure. I call it um, I call it rustic classic. <laughs> so uh, here we are. We're glad to have everyone here as a live audience. And we're going to move right on with the with with a continuation of the previous podcast, which was about this whole you know fight or flight legacy, um, even multi generational uh, a problem. And today we kind of left left in a little bit of a of a problem state last time. Today we're going to move into a solution.
1: Sounds great. Okay, okay. so let's get going. Let's go. right. So. When we're trying to rewire the nervous system, as we mentioned last time, it means we're actually creating coherence in the biofield. And so the whole point is that you're trying to shift your energy. okay? And all the speakers that are at this summit, that's what we're doing. We're actually shifting energy. So when you change your energy, you change your life. And you change it in the direction that you want to go. So if you're in the survival state, which we spoke about last time, you will actually create protective networks in your brain and you will do things that are like more selfish, more self-absorbed. You won't trust as much. You will want to compete. You'll want to be more engaged, more likely to fight, to force, control, and manipulate things because you don't feel safe. So you're trying to control the environment that you're in because it's unpredictable. Contrast that with if you shift your energy to an elevated coherent state, which we'll talk about in a minute, that actually activates pro-social networks in the brain. So you become creative, expansive, you start attracting good things to your life, and you start to create from the field. So how do we do it? There's several ways that you can actually rewire your nervous system or create coherence in your biofield. Eileen talked about one earlier with tuning forks. I'm gonna talk about a couple here one thing that joel and i talked about in beyond labels was the ability to create your new reality by setting a clear intention and attaching an elevated emotion with that that intention when you can create an intention in your mind right you can activate all your senses behind that intention so you're visualizing it you're feeling what that what it feels like you're so for example, when I was sick, I would envision myself healthy, happy, healed, and whole. I was in the park, running around, playing with my kids. I was filled with energy. I had no pain. I could keep up with my kids. Right. This was my visualization to change my reality. And what you have to do is attach the elevated emotion. right? So you can't just think it. right? So how many of you have tried um, positive affirmations yes. before? Yes. You ever tried? How many of you have tried positive affirmations and they didn't work? Yes, Yes. right? Okay. so one reason why that doesn't work is because you don't believe what you're saying. You're not attaching the elevated emotion to the affirmation. So you can sit there all day long and say, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. But if you're actually feeling like, no, I'm actually sick, I've got a disease, your body is stuck in that state of fear. So you can't actually create that new reality because you have not attached the elevated emotion to it. Um, the when what we have seen is that when you can attach the elevated emotion to your intention, amazing things can happen. People have healed from diseases. Uh, people have gotten that promotion that they wanted. People have gone out and found a homestead and you know become homesteading. Uh, there is a study. This was with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Has anybody heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza? Yes, right? So what he did was he looked at um, brain coherence. He took subjects for four days, and all they did was a specific type of meditation for 10 minutes a day. Okay, 10 minutes a day for four days. And in these meditations, they would elevate their emotional state. Okay, so it wasn't just a normal um, meditating. They elevated their emotional state. They saw that it strengthened the immune system by 50% in four days, just Mm -hmm. 10 minutes a day. Gene expressions changed. They upregulated genes responsible for the um, formation of new neurons and for suppressing cancer. The anti-aging genes were turned on. They stimulated genes that activated stem cells that then were directed, they knew what tissues to go to to repair those tissues, all right? They also um, increased the length of telomeres, right? The shorter the telomeres, um, the more aging you've experienced. So, um, when you can attach the elevated emotion to an intention, the quantum is at your fingertips, right? And in the quantum, anything is possible. So, you can create any reality that you wish to create. All right. This is also, you know, sports psychology, right? So, this isn't just some out there, far fetched um, concept. Sports psychology uses this all the time. They tell the athletes to visualize what they're doing. I I was a competitive diver. I used to visualize my dives off the board, and it improved my performance remarkably. So, this has been around for a long time. What we're doing is attaching the elevated emotion. You have to be able to feel that emotion.
0: You know, I remember uh, seeing a reading about a, a basketball team that did a study, where they um, they took they took uh, they took, divided the team into three groups. One group actually went through practice physically, you know, shot the basketball. The next group did all of those without any basketball, you know, just just went through the motions. And the third group didn't do anything. That was control. Okay. And the group without the basketball was, was almost the same as the one that had the basketball. And the control, they weren't any good at all. But the, but, 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 but the, the ones who went through the motions and acted like they had the basketball were, were almost insignificantly lower, I mean, they were lower, but it was, it was almost immeasurable from the ones that actually had the basketball is that not a ama- May? i mean so they were going through the, the 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 role visualizing the ball's going through the hoop the ball's going through the hoop balls yeah you know.
1: yeah it really works it works it's, it's just unbelievable yes and so the trick here and this is where people get hung up and this is the tip i want to provide is that like i said you have to feel that elevated emotion and what do i mean by elevated emotion i mean gratitude joy love you have to be able to attach that intention with the emotion, okay? Um, If you can't, you won't be able to, well, let's say, I don't want to put a limiting belief on you, but you most likely won't be able to bring that intention into reality, okay? So, I previously asked how many have tried um, positive affirmations and it didn't work, right? How many of you have tried to meditate and it didn't really work or your mind just wandered off, right? Okay, okay. So, both of those are consequences of the body not feeling safe. Okay, if the body doesn't feel safe, it's in a fear state. It won't let you sit there. If you can't, if you can't meditate and sit there, the body doesn't want to, you to sit in that state because that's the present moment, right? It wants to be in the familiar past or the predictable future if you've tried positive affirmations and they didn't work because you couldn't attach an elevated motion it's because you're in a state of fear you can't feel an elevated emotion when you're in fear so what i learned and this is why i was the same way i tried to meditate my way out of illness and everything it didn't work for me until i figured this part out for many of us the first step is not the meditation the first step is not the positive affirmation The first step is somatic experience. The body needs a felt sense of safety. So in these situations, the body has become the mind. Right? You operate about 95% of the time on subconscious programming, and those programs are basically um, entrained in us to express a fear state. So what you need to do is take back over the body. And so... To come out of that fear state, to be able to meditate, to be able to elevate and and, and be in this expansive state where you can finally feel joy and gratitude, like from the heart, you have to give your body a felt sense of security. And to do that, we reverse engineer the nervous system. Okay, so some of the tool, and so this is called somatic work. There's three steps involved, three phases. The first is safety. The body has to feel safe first before it can open up and before it will let you rewire it, okay? The second step would be support and the final step is expansion. Expansion is the state where you can meditate and expand and feel gratitude and joy, okay? So today what we're gonna do is provide some tips on the first step, the safety step. So you can start experience a felt sense of safety. All right. So I have with me, um, if you're watching the video, you can see this. This is my nervous system toolkit that I've tried out. And so we'll pull out one thing at a time and share it. And we're going to have the audience participate if you want to participate. Okay. so the first thing we're going to do, the first um, exercise is we're going to do orienting. Okay. we're going to support the body and we're going to orient environment so if you want to participate you'll probably the chairs make you sit back a little bit you want to probably sit on the edge of your chair because you don't want your hips to be below your knees okay so we're gonna sit on the edge of your chair of the chair and if you're at home feel free to do this with us go into a place where you're by yourself no one's bothering you it's nice and quiet or however you like the environment and just sit down and We're going to start with grounding. This is different than the grounding we're doing tomorrow. This is grounding the nervous system. So to do that, you have four points of contact uh, with surfaces, four critical points of contact. It's both feet. So you don't want to have your legs crossed or your ankles crossed. Both feet need to be on the floor. And your hip bones, like your sit bones, both need to be on the chair. So don't lean to the side. You know, if you cross your leg, you're leaning, you're not only taking your foot off the floor, but you're not connecting that second hip bone, uh, the sit bone to the chair. So position him, Joel, like, <laughs> you're not doing it. <laughs>
0: Squeezed up here.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, okay, feet are on the floor, hips down. And what you wanna do is move around slightly till you find the space on your sit bones where you feel like ah, oh, right, very subtle slight movements okay you there joel okay um both feet on the floor this is okay you may not be able to do it unless you brought something with you but if you're at home you can do this joel i'm going to have you try this so do you want to take off your shoes Yeah. okay <laughs> i'm gonna take mine off too
0: My room, you Little move. you guys
1: speak into the mic so I have different devices here that you can use what we're trying to do is not just put our feet on the ground we you know the arch part of your foot we're trying to provide contact there we're, we're applying a little bit of pressure there okay it's gonna stimulate one of the nerves and help you relax so there's different tools you can use like here you want to touch this Ouchie, right? Mm. So this is um, like a foot rest with these plastic pokey things on it. I've never liked this. But a lot of people, they are like, this is it. This is what works. These little pokey things um, stimulate your nervous system. It uh, helps you to relax. For me, this puts me in fight or flight. But this is a tool someone can use. And we'll put links on the show description so you can see what we're talking about. So try this one first, Joel. Put that under your feet and see what you think.
0: Is that going to make my knees come above my hips?
1: It will. So you want to make, when you do this at home, you want to make sure your hips are up above your knees or at least parallel with your knees, not below.
0: Maybe you need a high chair.
1: Yeah. Okay, what do you think? I like it. You like it? Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: good. I'm pretty prickly anyway.
1: <laughs> you also have socks on though. No, socks. If it was barefoot, yeah. that would probably be different. So you can also do the mat one. People can also calm down their nervous system by laying their back on this mat, okay? My kids and I hate this. Like, actually, when they joke around, like setting up booby traps around the house for me, they'll like throw this down where I'm gonna step on it. Like,
0: <laughs> I guess it's better than a bed of nails.
1: Yeah, close, close. Okay, so then there's other things you can use. My favorite is a tennis ball. So I will, and I will actually do this when I'm working with clients or sometimes like if I had a hard day or hard morning, we film our podcast at 7.30 in the morning. So if I've gotten up and the kids are already crazy and you know it's, it's a chaotic situation, I need to come back into my body. I will sometimes do our podcast with my feet on these balls. So I also have a weighted blanket That's another tool you can use to help start calming down the nervous system to come back in your body and feel safe. My youngest son loves the blanket. It's a 15-pound blanket, and he sleeps with it on himself. I one time I came out of my body so much, I dissociated so much, and I had to have a client, um, a session with a client, and so I need to be in my body because I need to be in touch with my intuition. And that's another thing: if you're someone who has a hard time tapping into your intuition. It is a consequence at least in part of having a dysregulated nervous system so i put the weighted blanket over my lap when i'm having these consultations and then i can tap into my intuition and read their body so i put this let's try a ball for you too i have so sometimes i can't find the tennis balls because my dogs take them so i use my kids toys right you can use whatever you have so here's one of my kids toys this is a um you should know what this is joel what is it Cabbage. It's a cabbage. From my my little my t- almost two year old has a little farmer's market in the house. This is her cabbage. So I'll use the cabbage even if that's what I have on the floor next to me. Um, I've also used these little toy cars. So and one time I tried to use this fish. Didn't work very well, but it's the same concept. It has a pokey thing. Be creative, right? You don't need to go out and buy a bunch of stuff. Use stuff that's in your house. So what you want to do is try to roll that ball around just like with your hips, where you get to that point where you're like, ah, like it feels good. Should not feel painful. If it feels painful, ease back on it, okay? So we get to that point, and then what you wanna do once you're in this supportive position is we're gonna do two things. The first thing is orienting. One of the best ways for your body to feel safe is if it doesn't perceive any danger, right? And we use our senses to perceive danger. And so again, we are reverse engineering the nervous system. So what you'd wanna do is start in one room of your house. And you want to, in this position, you're gonna look around that entire room and you're gonna use your senses. So you're going to see, do I smell anything that smells of danger? Do I hear anything that sounds like danger? And then do I taste anything that's dangerous, right? Right in this moment, do I feel anything that's dangerous? Which is why you don't want these, um, like the balls to be hurting your feet, right? Don't make it hurt, should feel good. And then the most important sense for fight or flight is your vision. So do I see anything that's dangerous? Once you get to that point, then, and so let me start by saying, you're not always looking for tigers, right? You're looking for things that have an emotional attachment to them. That you may not have noticed before. You need to get into this calm state in order to sense what's in your environment. So one example is, I started in my office and I walked around my office looking for things that made me uncomfortable. Of all things, a, a picture frame made me uncomfortable. Not the picture, but the color of the picture frame actually made me uncomfortable. And I've had that picture frame for like 15 years. But it wasn't until i was in this calm state where i felt safe that i was able to identify that picture frame triggers me a common thing that triggers people are stacks of papers you know books all over the floor if you have kids common thing is you know there's stuffs all over the place right um and so you want to go through and you want to first visualize and find anything that might trigger you all right give yourself time to do it then you go through every room in your house and you do that and that's orienting the next one is, um, this is our, our last one, because I'm sure we're probably out of time. The next one is marking. Just like animals in the wild, right, they mark their territory. So if you think, what does a lion do, right? A lion goes around, he'll mark his territory. Once it's marked, he comes back down, and what, is he anxious? Is he sitting there anxious, wondering if someone's coming into his territory, or does he go into a parasympathetic state and rest? He rests, he rests. He rests. He is heightened if someone comes into his territory. We are also animals, so we can mark our territory. So the next step after you've oriented yourself and changed things in your environment that trigger you, the next step is to mark your environment. So. You get up and you go through every room and you literally touch everything, like the table, like glass, everything your body's telling you to touch. You look behind the bookshelves, you look you know, underneath the bed, in the closet, you touch everything and you're saying, if you want to, you're saying to yourself, this is mine, I'm safe. This is mine, I am safe. No danger here, I am safe. One thing that really helped me is to mark yourself, right? Like what I have a dog that gets very scared And what does he do he urinates and he rolls in it he marks himself so if you're in that state of fear which i have been in you can take your hands and mark yourself so when i'm going to go mark my territory i'll mark myself first i'll just touch all over my body like this and i'll say you are safe you're safe there's no danger here you are safe i've got your back all over my body, and then I go and touch the environment. If you're like, say, we're coming to speak today and we were nervous, you can go around and mark the territory here. You know, Joel would never know. Just touch everything. This is yeah, mine. You know,
0: What what people don't know about me, one of the things that they don't know about me is whenever I, I do a lot of speaking, you know, all yes. around the world, and um, if I can get to the room early, sometimes I can't, but if I can, I go in and I walk down every row. And touch every chair, no. and I'm praying, Lord, help me to love this person, help me to connect, help me to touch them in a way. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm create. I'll start crying in a minute, but this is a procedure. And, and some people you know, look, what's he doing? What's he doing? I mean, I'll do auditoriums, theaters, and I just walk down each row, chairs, you know, tents, walk down each row, and just try to create that. That space and and this is our day right here. This oh is our day.
1: Gosh. I actually, I did not know that. Did not know that. What a remarkable story. I mean it's funny how things just come together, right? I was thinking, I don't know if Joel's gonna relate to this at all. But you, you're, no, already no, you're already doing it. You're already doing it. I totally He totally created a safe environment yeah. for himself, mm-hmm. you know, a safe space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, well, I mean, because
0: you never know what you're gonna get into, especially yeah. QA and things yeah. like that. You you know, you can you can get into some strange places. And mainly it's just to to get me centered. I'm here for you. I want to minister that's that's the that's the idea
1: that's right because when you're in a survival state like we said it becomes selfish it's about you right everything becomes about you and what joel did was you shifted your energy in right, that space right. and you said this is not about me right. i'm thinking beyond right. myself and you can't do that if you're in fight or flight that's right you've got to be in parasympathetic to be able to think beyond yourself mm-hmm. so that's remarkable you're already doing it <laughs> yay joel <laughs> So, so okay so these it doesn't are, mean I got everything
0: figured out but yeah. it, it, but, but, you're on your way. but 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 uh, I really when I started doing that years ago it just I just found that it it, it took everything to another level in, in the presentation
1: it does yeah I pray before mm-hmm. each um, talk that I give or yes. different interviews I give mm-hmm. and ask God to help me put myself aside and just deliver the message that he wants his children to hear
0: we're about out of time right. you got you got to wrap up
1: yes okay so let me just wrap up by um, bringing it together so this somatic work can help you to reverse engineer the nervous system so there are lots of techniques you can use to rewire the nervous system or create coherence in your biofield like we mentioned but if you're having difficulty implementing those like the intention with the emotion the meditation the positive affirmations this may be a stepping stone for you first get your body to feel safe Mm -hmm through these types of somatic exercises. And if people are interested in more of these, because these are like two, there's like 20 of them that I I go through um, different days to get my, 20 of them that I have gone through to rewire the nervous system, and I still pick and choose from them every day. So there's many different steps. So if people are interested, they can email us and we can continue this conversation on another podcast.
0: Thanks, Zina. I think think the takeaway for me from this is just, we love to think that we can just keep on driving and it'll all be okay. <laughs> right? And and I think my takeaway from you is if you're if you're unhappy with the state that you're in, we've got to invest. We've got to, we've got to invest time, creativity, and activity in moving us from where we are to the place we want to be. It it doesn't just happen by, well, in time, it'll work itself out. Things don't do that.
1: That's true. And I will add to that, you can change. No matter what the situation is you're in now, disease state, unhealthy relationship, Mm -hmm. a job you hate, you do have the power to change it.
0: That's a a profound thought. Thank you, uh, everybody, for joining us on this
1: Beyond Labels podcast. We'll see you next time.